Ladies and gentlemen, don't blink, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. How can I blink? It's an audio medium. <laughs> Surely it should be don't speak, which is sort of <laughs> redundant for a podcast. <laughs> don't blink your ears, I guess. Wink, wink. <laughs> don't wink your ears. Don't wink your ears. Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm playing my first game of beer league season, a fully academage, and I'm a Muggle <laughs> And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you are. Yes. Hmm. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. I'm... In the middle of my this part two of my one-on-one time with my co-hosts last week, it was just me and Fulia, and this week it's just me and Mike. So, and next week you'll be by yourself. <laughs> I thought you were going to say next week it'll I'll be with Fulia, but then you said by myself, and then I'm like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We only take it in turns oh, no. to have fun. Taking in turns, taking in turns. Um, yes. Um, thanks for tuning in back to the show. Um, happy to be here. And I am uh, just happy to have Mike back with us. I know we don't we don't talk about personal stuff anymore, but do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about why you were away last week? Well, if people have actually, you know, listened to last week's episode, they would actually understand. <laughs> What, True. What, what, what kind of a fans are you if you're not keeping up, not <laughs> up to date with the local Fred stuff? But yes, to reiterate or recap of what's been happening to me, me and the wife had a baby. Yay! Lister number two. Number two. Yes. Isaiah Maxwell Lister uh, was born on the 12th of the 11th, 21, which is... Oh my god, a yep. palindrome. Is a palindrome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, maybe we should have named him Bob. Yeah. <laughs> or, if he was female, Anna. Yeah, Anna, yeah. <laughs> but we all knew he, he was going to be a boy and we just kept that a secret. You did. Mm. Mm. How many people got it right? That guess. Oh, I don't know. Um, 50-50? Yeah, yeah, well, you can't be... <laughs> it's either you're wrong or you're right, so, yeah. I mean, I was right half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, we found out pretty early on when we did the... When we did the... Did the test for anything... Anything the matter, and then... And the same test actually... Um, said what the uh what the sex was so we we found out pretty early yeah uh, and my wife wanted to do like a, a gender reveal popping of a balloon 
<laughs> of course she did. And I didn't. I just got the letter and I had a look at it. It was like, oh, okay. And I just handed it off to her and she went to went to a party shop and say, hey, can I have a balloon with the either pink or blue confetti? Because, you know, colour does dictate a gender. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so... But she she had fun, and Zelda uh, was there as well, and we fa- found out that, uh, well, she found out that she was having a boy, and I was uh, behind the camera. Uh, it's probably n- never going to see the light of day, because I refuse to upload it to anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it was very exciting, and had to clean up blue confetti. Oh, fun. Yeah, in the old house. But now it's a new house, mm. so... 2021 it was it has been a very productive year for us. Yeah, it's been a great year for you. Hmm. Mm. Mm. So how was your year, Kendall? <laughs> or uh, to be fair, the week that um I haven't seen you. <laughs> I don't really have anything to to mention. No, there haven't been any life-changing events in my personal life going on. Um, but I should mention, uh, of course, the, the reason that uh, the lovely Fulia is not with us tonight, uh, because as uh, was previously stated, she is playing her first hockey game right now at the time of recording. Woo, she's happy um, Gilmoreing it up. Yeah, <laughs> without the golf. Yes. Um, happy Gilmore before he before he joined the golf thing. Um, yeah, yes, I should so say Mighty Ducks, shouldn't I? Yes, Mighty Ducks. There you go. Even though it's Mighty Ducks, but anyway, it's Mighty Ducks. It's fine. Um, yes, beer league kicked off today, so um, she's back on the ice for the first time in eighteen months. So um, hopefully, uh, she's had a win. Yeah, we'll find out. Go Wolves next week. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Wolves is the team, right? I think I I don't know if it's the team for this this one, but we'll just go with it. We'll just say it is. Yeah, it was la- last time. So it was last time. I'm so going- it is again this time. <laughs> Continuity, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going by old information, and if I and if I'm wrong, I'm just going to double down. It's like no, it, it's wolves. Yeah, I'm actually it's the wolves. You're just virtual um, signaling that it's not wolves, just to make me look silly. Yeah. And that is why exactly. I am not getting the vaccine. What? Um, <laughs> no. No time for that now. No. No. No, no, no. So, as with last week with Mike being absent, um, Fulia has contributed still, um, even though she's not here today. Uh, we have some notes from her um, that we're going to read out to you. So, she's still here in podcast spirit, which is great. In, um, she's here in dictation. In dictation, yes. So I will kick us off with the weekly watchings because Fulia has a little paragraph she wants us to mention um, about what she's been watching. So she says, I've watched a couple of things, got the opportunity to watch Marvel Studios Assembled Shang-Chi, which was so good. Love how Simu tried to do as many of his stunts as possible, but then admitting that the stunt doubles were very much necessary for the harder stunts. I also watched Olaf Presents on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it, it's only like 10 minutes, and it is full of pure hilarity. Olaf explains some of the most popular Disney princess films in roughly two minutes each. 
absolute gold. <laughs> nice, nice. A very, a very foyer uh, kind of flavor in hair watchings, which is nice. Makes sense. Um, I still haven't watched the Marvel Studios assembled of for Shang Chi yet, but it's it's it. I will get to it. I will get to it. <laughs> it is good. It is I good. Have to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I am looking forward to it. Um, Mike, what have you been watching? Anything? Have you had time to watch anything the last week? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, uh, out of uh, out of um, trying to reorganise myself with uh, uh, a family of four and trying to get down some sort of routine. Um, yeah, I've been watching a little bit, like bits and pieces. I wouldn't say a bit big thing, but. As I did say, I did watch the um, the uh, Assemble Shang Chi uh, doco, and that was pretty, and that was good. Um, and funny enough, uh, I was trying. Well, I wasn't trying. I, I asked uh, my little Zelda, "I was like, would you like to watch this Olaf thing?" And she got in, got into it. Probably the second episode, and into it. Nah, I want to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think we got up to Mo- Moana. I think that's the third one. Okay. And then. We decided to watch something else, and I didn't really complain. <laughs> yeah, not the big fan of Olaf. Ah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Sort of, sort of like the Jar Jar of the Disney Ooh. Princess universe. <laughs> Shots fired. Pew, 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 pew. Does pew, that pew. mean he's like the ultimate villain behind everything then? I wouldn't be surprised. He is made of magic. <laughs> True. Yeah. Secret villain for, for Frozen 3. Yeah. <laughs> the rise Winter of Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Oh, my God. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, for some reason, um, I've been getting into uh, a bit of a an, an Irish kick at the moment because considering we're, uh, my family's growing, of course, and we are Irish, and... Um, there's a TV show that I've been meaning to watch and I, and I just sat down to watch it because mm-hmm. I, I was up for it. it. It's a Netflix show and it, well, it's, it's a BBC show, but it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, called Dairy Girls. Ah, I've heard nothing but good things about this show. Mmm, mmm. Um, very easily, very easily to um, digest because there's only six episodes and two seasons at the moment. They've been trying to get a third third one up because because it's so good and because of COVID, and that's what the delays are. But a very, very interesting sort of uh, take on a, a coming of age story between. Uh, <laughs> Four, four girls and a guy who is pretty much the punchy bag of the group because he's English and they're all Irish. <laughs> and funny enough, it all takes place in the in the uh, late, 80, late 80s, early 90s, during which uh, tensions are high between North, North and South yeah. Island. And yeah... Um, Interesting backdrop, and it's really funny uh, how uh, it's a comedy, but it's pretty much a dark comedy. And oh. I, I get, I do get my, I do get my jollies out, out of that sort of thing with um, the these uh, teenage girls try, trying to work work out their lives with the backdrop of um, pretty much <laughs> everyone trying to kill each other. 
uh, between the Protestants and the Catholics. So, yeah. <laughs> I think you would. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. It doesn't really dive in too much into it. Just you, you get to know that more of the background uh, of it. It's more in the background of uh. um, political upheaval and all that. It's sort sort of thing that I I wanted the Crown to sort of um, deal with, but yeah. it's like. It's like each, but the crown has like each episode is like one particular thing, and they don't really expand upon it. So, so yeah, I really enjoy enjoyed this because you know it's girls coming of age. It's a story that I have very little to do with, so I, I do enjoy watching um, uh, shows that are not about me. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to dive into something a bit uh, new and unusual. And that's pretty much what I've been been watching. But and uh, I might do a full year and mention a second one as well because you know cheating. Um, I also watched uh, Red Notice. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh good. Mm-mm. You get what you get. You get The Rock. You get <laughs> <laughs> you get Ryan Reynolds and you get Gal Gadot. So and if that's a uh, a um, if that's a a thing that you enjoy, then it's all for it. And there's going to be like a, a, a Red Notice two and a three as well, which I've heard in oh, the pipeline because okay. it's so good. I wouldn't say so good. It's sort of like a bit of dumb fun. Yeah, that's what it kind of feels to me without mm, having mm. seen it. Yeah. So yeah. I really enjoy it. Mm. What about you, Kendall? What do you enjoy nice. watching? I enjoy it. Well, I, I've watched three really good movies in the past couple of days that I, I quite enjoyed. Um, firstly, I went to the movie theatre and I saw uh, Last Night in Soho. Ooh. Mm. I, I saw it on Facebook and I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to go see it, Mike, because it is very good. Cool. I reckon you. I reckon you'll like it. Um, the Edgar Wright. Yeah. Doing some Edgar Wright things. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Like it's just. Um, I mean, I feel like my expectations were probably very high because the trailers were so good for this one, and because it's Edgar Wright, and because of the cast, um, <laughs> that it may maybe fell slightly short of my expectations, but not in a bad way. Like I just to the point where I thought maybe the premise of the film would be slightly different or like the inciting incident for why there is this, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff happening. Uh, you know, I thought that, yeah, I thought that would be different, but, um, but it works and it's just a lot of fun, visually amazing. Like the camera tricks that are used in certain spots to, to, you know, because there's certain moments, obviously you see in the trailer where, you know, the two actresses are supposed to be, inhabiting the same vessel really but mm. one's in the mirror one's in real life sort of thing there's a lot of really cool shots with that that I enjoyed and and um and the music is great like I mean you know the baby driver soundtrack was awesome but this this is just like it's nothing but just pure like 60s like upbeat pop music British pop music like just fantastic and with some soul thrown in and yeah it's it's wonderful and the cast is fantastic as well um yeah it's not yeah it's not not like any other film I've ever really seen um 
but it but it is it has some familiar tropes in other ways but um but it's yeah it's got a different skin on it which I quite liked so um yeah it was really cool uh, and then I saw last night, I watched two Netflix films back to back. I watched, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, ah, yes. Yes. Which was, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut, uh, based on, uh, one of the plays of, um, the late Jonathan Larson, um, who was the creator of Rent, for those who don't know. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and this is, so this is basically just, uh, a theatrical adaptation of this play that he did. Um, and uh, it was kind of based on, like he wrote it about his life as he was trying to get his first play, like previous to this one, off the ground. Um, ah. So, yeah, so it kind of, it's it's really interesting in its structure. Um, so, but it's it's not too hard to follow along. And the songs are really, really good. Um and Andrew Garfield is just this has got to be one of his best performances period like it's he's fantastic um <laughs> and I didn't know he could sing that well cuz it is him singing in the movie and I was wow I was like okay slow down mate too much talent like <laughs> give yeah when spider-man into the dark musical yeah. uh, going to be adapted yeah, we need the Peter Parker musical with Andrew Garfield now. That'd be great. Um, you know, screw your Steve Rogers, the musical. It's Peter Parker, the musical. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was amazing. And uh, it's a bit of an emotional one. So bring the tissues. Because uh, there, there was a song toward, like towards the end that had me bawling. I was like, oh, God, no. Uh, it was great. It was really great. I, I highly recommend. And if you're a, a, a fan of musical theatre or or Hamilton, for example, you will notice certain cameos from certain actors. Um, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He snuck in some of his mates, which is which was mm-hmm. which was really sweet. I thought. Um, yeah. So I highly recommend Tick Tick Boom. And then the the third and final film I watched this week was The Harder They Fall. Um. Yes, and I yeah, I really liked it as well. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was very good. Uh, very like, I don't know, because I don't really watch westerns myself. I'm not a huge western fan, but like, I mean, I just wanted to check it out for the cast mostly because it's Idris Elba, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, um, you know, and 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 a few other wonderful uh, actors. Delroy Lindo, coincidentally, he's going to come up again later, is in this. Um, uh, and it's just, it's just fantastic. It's a good old fashioned revenge story, two rival gangs, you know, lots of, lots of guns going on, lots of blood and a a great, a great soundtrack. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know. It's just very well executed. Ah, so it's a spaghetti Western. It kind of is in a, in a way. I mean... But it's like the modern. Depending on the violence. Yeah, but it's like a modern, a modern, take. a modern take on the spaghetti western, really. Um, right. But yeah, and there's a couple of Tarantino sort of uh, nods um, in it as well, uh, just in terms of style and stuff. But yeah, I, I highly recommend checking that out too. I, I liked it a lot. Very entertaining. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been a good week for watching for me. Yeah. So. 
we've been mostly watching Netflix. Yeah. Except for that's been watching Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, keeping the of course, of course, <laughs> keeping the Disney Plus torch alive. Okay. Well, um, yes, I will mention this because you know it's Doctor Who and I love it. Um, uh, when you were ta- talking about um, Edgar Wright, uh, some news actually broke while I was away that he was doing some press for one night, one night in Soho <clears throat> last, last night. night, last night in Soho, and they were he was talking about how how um, um, uh, uh, Russell T Davis is coming back. And, and he dropped out of the blue. That that did you know? Originally, I was asked to do the first episode of the new Doctor Who, uh, doing Rose. So that's a bit of an interesting tidbit. Oh, like he was asked to direct New Who episode one. Yeah. Wow. Mm, why did and a couple of others? Yeah. Why did he not end up doing that? Scheduling or just. Uh, scheduling. He was doing some sort of movie he was doing. I was going to say, would it be Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead at the time. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So. <laughs> yeah, well. In a different timeline. Yeah, in a different <laughs> universe. Uh, <laughs> Edgar Wright is a Doctor Who director. And he is a Doctor Who fan as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I mean, surprised. All of them are, really. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a you know prerequisite of being British. You must like Doctor Who, in some way. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, being Victorian. You have to have a v, uh, have to have an AFL team. Yeah, yeah, a little a little bit, not as cool as Doctor Who, but yeah, no, Sim- <laughs> similar in in sense. Um, okay, uh, I think that'll do the weekly watchings. It's time to. Move on in to the nerdy news. This is the news, the nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Nerdy news time. Starting with some Marvel news right up top. Um, apparently, according to Kevin Feige, Scarlett Johansson is working with him and Marvel Studios on a quote-unquote top-secret project. Um, and apparently it also has nothing to do with Black Widow or Natasha Romanoff or any of that stuff in any way so she's going to be producing something with them that's unrelated it seems but they're they're keeping mum on what it really could be uh obviously marvel likes to do that hold their cards close to their chest so no idea um what this could be but um nice to see that they're on you know obviously things have been smoothed out after the uh debacle of payment for black widow um, and uh, she's happily working with her old her old friends again at at Marvel. So um, I'm excited to see how this eventuates and what it could be. To be honest, could be anything now. You know, you have Disney mm. Disney Plus is such a present such a big opportunity now for for types of entertainment one can do, um, especially within the MCU. So yeah, really cool. Really cool. Uh, Mike Folia had something to say on this. Yeah, she says, sounds interesting. 
We'll have to keep our eyes peeled for future news on this. Yes, yes. Indeed, Folia, well said. Yes. Um, Mike, what were your thoughts? Uh, yes, it definitely sounds interesting and we will be keeping our eyes on future. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's very... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Very interesting. It's a, Yeah, it's a, trying to think of a, a word that's not interesting. It's an um, inquiring um, aspect of if she's not doing... Um, if she's not doing Black Widow, what is she doing? Uh, maybe something to do with scrolls, maybe, or the, or or pretty much the um. Uh, at the end of the Black Widow movie, spoilers, but uh, the Red Room is defeated and the Black Widows are out doing what, what question mark of what they're doing, like rehabilitating other uh, Black Widows around the world. So it could be something along those lines. Um, and she's like uh, helping um, uh, establishing that sort of storyline and what what's happening there. Uh, could be scrolls. She could be a scroll. She's playing a scroll. That's got um, <laughs> it's got Black Widow's face. So <laughs> could be getting around that way. That'd be messed so up. It's not really. Yeah, it's not really. It's not really. It, but it is. But it's not really. And yeah, it's it is good that they um, um, smoothed their relationship out. And I was going to say, Kevin actually was on her side, really. So, and he he pretty much went on. What are you doing? Stop it! Don't be don't be an idiot. We're a close knit family. Stop thinking about dollar signs in your eyes, you you, you money hungry bastards. It's all about the story. So yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of cool that she's coming back, but as a new new leader, and that goes for any franchises really. Like you 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 see with a franchise that's going on for years, like the old guard sort of comes back and helps any way that they can. So that that'll be cool because you know it's been ten years since since Iron Man, so they they'll come back. And and help on. I mean, Doctor Who does that, you know. Get a little <laughs> reference in Doctor Who as well. I mean, yeah. Uh, the Doctor Who um, Appreciation Society has been run by a previous doctor, so there you go. And they don't really have much power over what happens in Doctor Who. They just just keep the thing alive, and it's been alive ever since. So yeah, nice. sounds good. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, now that we're getting into multiverse territory, who knows what's possible. True. As true. well. Yeah. But that would be that would be great if she like actually rocked up as Natasha at some point. Just and then and f- the whole audience just stands up and applauds. Yeah. You deserve every penny. <laughs> yes. All of the monies. All of the monies. Uh more Marvel news this week. Um I mentioned Delroy Lindo earlier, uh, because he has joined the cast of Blade. Um, very exciting news. I'm a big fan of um, of Delroy. Uh, he's a fantastic actor. Um, snubbed on more than one occasion for an Oscar, if you ask me. But um, he'll get his due one day, I'm sure. 
but great to see he's joining the MCU. Uh, we don't know exactly what character he's playing yet. They've not said, of course, again, keeping mum on that vital information. Um, but we'll be able to see him and Mahershala Ali um, in the Blade film um, in like two, three years from now. I don't know when Blade's <laughs> happening. I think it's 2023. But uh, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I would I would say so. If they if they're it's the end of 2021 and they're starting to announce some casting, they're probably going into production next year. Um, that'd be my theory. But um, yeah, fingers fingers crossed. 2023 Blade. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Mike, what are your thoughts? Cool. Uh, Blades all coming together. Uh, need to do a sit down and actually watch the originals because. I've watched the first one, and I can't remember if I have watched the other two. And they're always a bit of fun. I mean, I do enjoy that. Do, I do enjoy that famous line: "Some motherfuckers try and skate uphill." <laughs> Such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, <laughs> but still, it's fucking great. It's great. It's all in the delivery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind. Of, it's cool that Blade's coming together and it's the second album from Blade. So hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully, yeah. Mm. I hope so. That would be nice. Okay, moving on to some Star Wars news now. Uh, we have some more casting uh, for the upcoming Ahsoka series. Um, an Australian actress, which I just found out, uh, Natasha Lou Bordizzo, um, has been cast as Sabine Wren, um, in Ahsoka. Uh, and I hadn't, I haven't watched Star Wars Rebels, but that's, I think, apparently where she gets introduced as Star Wars Rebels. Um, she's a, she's a Mandalorian, like, uh, character, like she's from Mandalore, um, and I think in the show, where is it? Um, yeah, she was first introduced in Rebels. Um, she's yeah. she's a member of the Ghost Crew alongside uh, Captain Hera Sindola, Canon Jarrus, Ezra Bridger, and Garazeb Aurelios. Um, at the end of Rebels, she left with Ahsoka in search for Ezra, which could set up how Sabine will show up in a, in the Ahsoka show. Um, so okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch Rebels. I need to watch Clone Wars anyway, the whole thing, <laughs> not just the last season. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, cool. I know, yeah, this actress, I know nothing about her. I'm Aussies represent though. Very excited to see that uh, in a Star Wars thing, especially something as big as this. This is going to be a huge show, no doubt. Um, but yeah, the the one thing that she's kind of most known for more recently is a Netflix series called The Society. Um, uh, and she was in Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe as well. Um, mm. so yeah, so Ahsoka will probably be a big breakout role for her, I'd imagine. So looking forward to that. Mike, have you seen Rebels? Do you know anything about Sabine Wren? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been watching like bits and pieces of it, uh, with my, with my little girl because it's a bit of fun, bit of, uh, good animation and that. And she's, She's sort of like a, she's sort of like a, a teenage, well, probably in her twenties, like punk sort sort of Mandalorian. She like she tags a lot, you know. She like she likes to spray paint and that. Oh, okay. And she has purple hair. 
Oh, cool. And, and, and this Ahsoka sort of TV series is, is, is pretty looking, is looking pretty, pretty cool because it's yeah. kind of like a, um, a sequel to the Rebels because, because there's a lot of Rebels characters actually coming into Ahsoka. And I'm, yeah, all for that. Um, what else can I say? Uh, I'll probably have to finish uh, Rebels before Ahsoka, so I I, I get so, some sort of um, inkling of what's going on. Mm. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, Aussie represent. Yeah, more Australians in space. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Not just Ben Mendelsohn and Joel Edgerton. And I think I'm uh, forgetting someone else. From Star Wars. From all from Star Wars or just space in general. Yeah. yeah. Did you know? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the 1950s uh, Time Machine, H.G. Wells Time Machine movie, uh, the inventor was actually an Australian actor. Oh, really? Yeah. So where the fir- f- so Australians are the first ones to travel through time. So. <laughs> Suck it, the rest of the world. Yeah, we tried through time and space. <laughs> well, not space. That's the whole point of the time machine. It was actually in one spot, and everything moved and, around and it. time. Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah, saw so we the travel through time. I think I saw the wasn't Guy Pearce in an adaptation of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coincidentally enough, another Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good casting. That though. was a good. That was a good. Um, it's a bit of fun that one. I don't. Re- yeah, yeah, I don't remember too it, much about it, but I remember enjoying it. I remember it, it was of its time. Yeah, like all all the movies sort of looked the same, and oh yeah, that, and that wasn't, and that was no exception. But but it was weird because they actually referenced H.G. Wells' book in the movie, which broke my brain. <laughs> It's like what? No, what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> you mean you mean the the stories are real? The stories are real. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That is true. Weird tangent. Weird tangent. All good. It's all right. Gold leader. Um. Okay. Lastly, in the news this week, this is very exciting because, of course. Any Potterheads listening will know that we just passed the 20th anniversary, can you believe it, 20 years since Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released in cinemas. And before people say, oh, I feel so old, that's how fucking time works. (laughs) The passage of time has happened to us all. Um, <laughs> so I feel so old. Yeah, <laughs> you deserve to be slapped. <laughs> God. Um. So yes, it, it's the twentieth anniversary of Philosopher's Stone in cinemas. Uh. So for HBO Max on New Year's Day, we are going to be getting a uh, anniversary special. Um. That's going to feature a bunch of the cast and some of the um the filmmakers as well. Um, of course, the trio are involved. Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson. Um, Chris Columbus, who directed the film, is also going to be featured in this special, uh, which is also, I should mention, it's called Harry Potter 20th Anniversary, ret- colon, Return to Hogwarts. 
Um, and then a bunch of people coming back uh, for this include Helena Bonham Carter, Robbie Coltrane, Ray Fiennes, Jason Isaacs, Gary Oldman, Imelda Staunton, Tom Felton, James and Oliver Phelps, Mark Williams, Bonnie Wright, Alfred Enoch, Matthew Lewis, Evanna Lynch, uh, and Ian Hart, and many more uh, of the of the cast will be coming back. But there's just the the most notable names, and it, it's great to see that you know you don't have to just be in Philosopher's Stone to be included in this. It seems to be a kind of mm. celebration of the the beginning of the you know of Harry Potter on the cinematic scale, I suppose. Um, so this is going to be fun. I I cannot wait to watch this. This going to be there's going to be feels. There's going to be excitement. There's going to be nostalgia up the wazoo. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really really great. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing something to mark the occasion. Um, Fulia had something to say about this. She says, of course she does, because you know she's huge pot ahead like we are uh she says i am very and very is in all caps excited about this so she's yelling it she's screaming it at the top I'm of very excited <laughs> <laughs> one might very. one might say she sent us a howler mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i'll see myself out um i am very excited about this and i cannot wait to watch this special I hope it is available to watch on a streaming service here in Australia. Otherwise, I will be turning to my American sources for help. And then she put an emoji with the tongue out at the end. Um, there. there. <laughs> I look, Fulia, I know you're not here, but you will be listening to this because you edit our wonderful podcast. Thank you. Uh, I reckon it'll be like the Friends reunion special. It'll be on binge. Um, yeah, it'll be on Foxtel. It'll be on binge. I, I'd wager. Uh, if not, yes, I, I imagine there will be sources and ways we down under can access this. Fingers crossed. Uh, Mike, yes, I would love to hear your thoughts. Are you excited for this? Interested? Yeah. You don't have to use American sources. All you need is a VPN and incognito mode. There you go. And I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting, t- a very interesting idea because yeah. Like the books are, are older than that, but yeah, by a few years. And the and the movies, well, it's two thousand one. Where were we in two thousand one? Uh, getting over um, a particular date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christ, <laughs> what a time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and um, yeah, elephant in a room. Uh, J.K. Rowling was not asked to be. Uh, 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 take part in this? No. So yeah, um, coincidentally, uh, uh, on Facebook, that um, on the ABC News, they they um, did an article on that, and pe- people, some people were saying, oh, because she wrote it, and it's very sad. It's very sad. And what I wrote is um, uh, something. Um. Yeah, I wrote. Um, what did I say? Uh, when you put art into into the public, it's no longer yours. Uh, brackets. Uh, death of the author. Close brackets. And then I said, plus fuck turfs. 
So <laughs> I, got a, I got a couple of likes on that and, and laugh emojis on that and that made me feel good. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I'm going to assume they'll probably not mention it maybe that oh, on on why she's not there. No, nah, I nah. think they'll just briefly say it's like, thank you, JK, for the books and leave it at that, <laughs> which a lot of people are sort of coming to terms with that, that um, some authors can be problematic. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Not the, not the podcast for that. No. No, that's a, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um, yeah. No. My future one called Harry Fan Ruins Potter. <laughs> have you mentioned that before? I have. Yeah. And... Uh, it's sort of on hold because of recent events uh, happening and having the time and the place. Yep. But it will it will be done. Good. I look forward to listening to that. That'll be great. Yeah. Because yeah. technically it's the 20th anniversary of the Australian one on the 26th, I think. Oh, was, we got like we got it later. Yeah, like. The official world release was the 16th, and I think we got, like, a couple of weeks later, as we tend to do. Yes, but not in every case, as no. the next thing we'll talk about will prove. Oh, um, what's that, Kendall? Oh, well, I don't know. We better roll on up to the trailer park to find out. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Alrighty. Trailer park time. It is trailer park time. Very excited, of course, to get into these trailers today. Uh, starting with the one I just alluded to in my fabulous segue. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. No way. Home? <laughs> um, this is the second trailer, or the first big trailer, because technically, according to everyone, the first trailer was a teaser, even though it was long. Um, this one is the the act. This is supposed to be the story trailer, I suppose, as you would call it. Uh, dropped during the week. Um, very very exciting, of course, to see another trailer for this. Um. I I really liked it, of course. Um, I I think I liked the teaser trailer more. I thought the tra- teaser trailer was better, uh, especially because it just kind of it ended with that big Doc Ock reveal and with the Green Goblin hint at that stage. Like that was just so the hype was just let's go. We're on the hype train now. Let's let's get to this. Um, and it was awesome. It was mind blowing. And then this trailer didn't do that. For me, this time around, I was expecting, like, I know a lot of people, I think a lot of people were probably expecting uh, some kind of glimpse at to- to- Toby or Andrew. Um, because what do you mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They couldn't possibly be in this. They said they weren't in this. They're not confirmed. Marvel actors don't lie about being in things. What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, <laughs> yes. So, but, you know, and also just to that point. Um, 
you know, even even Marvel Studios isn't afraid to, you know, show big things in their trailer. I mean, you know, the Spider-Man reveal happened in the Civil War trailer, and I still I still argue to this day, it's been five and a half years, but I still or nearly six years, I still argue they should have left him out of the trailer and put him in the movie because but then, then again, I say that, and now I'm. I think I'm confronted with the opposite of that, which is I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> I wanted more Spider-Man in this trailer, and I haven't gotten that because now they're not doing that. So what you're saying is, Kendall, you don't know what you want. Yeah, I don't know what I want. <laughs> what I really, really want. Um, also, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Uh, don't you think? Hmm. Uh yes. Yeah, but anyway, regardless, look, it does that doesn't ruin this trailer or the movie either way. Like the fact that they've I'm I am kinda I think ultimately I think I am glad. Like I definitely think I will be glad when I see the film in the cinema that certain things will have been saved, um, you know, for the theatre as opposed to my, you know, YouTube um channel. So uh yeah, even though there's been a lot of leaks and uh, interesting international trailers. Brazil, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> you saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! How? Who let that happen? Like, and I'm sure they don't have a job anymore because wow. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, the I think it's either the Marvel or Sony Twitter. Uh, I don't know if it's their official. YouTube channel that did this, but they put out the their version of the trailer, and during the final scene where uh you know we have the big that, splash the big we have a splash page yeah it's a yeah you're right it's a splash page kind of a shot because you've got Tom Holland Spider Man launching at uh Sandman and Electro uh and um uh, who's the other one. So another one. Lizard boy. Lizard. Lizard. The one the one that's in the important to the, what I'm saying, and I can't remember who the fuck it is. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long day, folks. Um basically, uh yeah, this 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 shot is in it's in the main trailer that we've all seen, but in this Brazil trailer, they lingered half a second too long on this shot. A couple of frames a in. A couple of frames in. And you look at Lizard, you focus on Lizard and you see his head head move like he's being kicked or being punched like he's moving like not of his own accord there and my god like i said <laughs> I, like i said someone's getting fired over that uh, or has been fired over that cuz obviously they've fucking edited out Toby and Andrew from that shot because also why would Peter Parker Tom Holland be taking on all of them, all three of them, all at once like that. Like, why? That makes sense. Maybe all four of them, but okay. Maybe all four of them, because maybe Green Goblin's around. Or another another one. Then we can finally get a Sinister Six. Yeah, or another one. Yeah, there might be a... We might be getting a Sinister Sinister Six for reals in this. I hope it's Venom, to be honest. That'd be great. There is word about that too. Mm. Yeah, there is. There is. And this is coming from people who haven't seen the Venom movie yet. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you know about the post credit scene, Mike. I do, yes. Yeah. So spoilers for Venom, let there be carnage. 
basically there's a post credit scene that uh, reveals that Eddie Brock and Venom have somehow entered into the MCU because they're in a hotel room, something happens, and then um, J. Jonah Jameson's talking about uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker and you see a picture of him on the TV. Um, and I saw this... I saw this on YouTube and I fucking lost my shit. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. Wow. I really wish I'd seen it in the cinema and not on my phone, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm still going to go see Venom 2, so um, I will experience it that way. Yeah. We need to know if he wins or not against Carnage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoilers for that movie, I guess. Completely. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it just, it, it, it looks, it looks great. There's something going on with the Statue of Liberty in this as well. Um, there's a, the turn, seem to be turning it into a Captain America mon- uh, monument, um, because there's a shield going up. Yeah, giving him a shield. She's, yeah. she's getting a shield. Um, and then I've, a couple of people are theorizing Online, I don't know if you've heard this theory yet, Mike, that because at the end of the trailer, there's this shot of Doctor Strange telling Peter, like, I can't stop it. And we get these shots of all the, the purple cracks the purple, starting. Yeah. yeah, which made me think of Loki a little bit, um, just in the way that the, the timeline started to branch and stuff. It just reminded me a little remind me a little bit of that. But what the main point I'm making. I think I know, but. Yeah, is the fact that people are thinking. That this is this is where we get X Men, yeah, yeah, because of the first movie. Because of the first movie, as the Statue of Liberty, and also Kevin Feige was a producer on the first X Men. I think it was his first Marvel film he produced. So mm. that would be huge if that if they did that. Like, I would probably pass out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. So look, I, there are some great things in this trailer now that we've, you know, the Easter eggs are coming out. But um, I, I still like the first trailer more. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really excited. And then we got, you know, uh, v, Vo from uh, Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe in this. Got some voiceover from him. Uh, a bit, a, a closer look at his, you know, updated goblin outfit and then maybe a different outfit as well with goggles on that everyone's like is it franco is it is it dane dehan like everyone seems to think it's just willem dafoe in a different outfit but i don't don't know i think i think it is a different i think it's willem dafoe as a different yeah different uh design because because um electro it has a different design as well yeah which was really cool they've kind of given him a more a comic accurate sort of look um like yeah. not green and got gold spandex but no but still they the the star is on his the face. spark yeah yeah which is is good cool. touch yeah it's like a yeah it's the kind of contemporary interpretation i suppose of that of that look yeah um different to the you know amazing spider-man blue electro mm. which is this one's yellow Electric, not blue electric. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, makes me think that um, I feel like all these Spider-Man villains aren't necessarily the ones we've seen before. They're just, they're the same, but different. Mm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking they are the same. 
Okay. The only difference is, uh, and you get to see it in this um, uh, trailer, that uh, there's probably something to do with uh, Stark Tech. Because in their yeah. universe, they d- didn't have Stark Tech. And a lot of people are the- theorizing that um, Electro's has maybe an arc reactor. Uh, oh, yeah, because in- he has this thing on his chest, right? Mm, that would give him an actual body because because uh, uh, in the uh, second Amazing Spider-Man he couldn't touch anyone because he would electrify and and this would give and for some reason this would give him an actual physical body and he and he doesn't want to escape from that and probably that probably that's the reason why um, Norman Osborn looks different uh, with his uh, green suit. Or goggles and that, and also in when I was talking about it, it was in in the trailer, you you get to see um, uh, Peter's uh, nanotech is actually combining into the into Doc Ock's arms. Yeah, and there, and there was like bits of red of everywhere. So so yeah, could be something to do with that. So may, potential spoilers of the reason why that they look different, but. They look different because, you know, they look good. Yes. Yes, this is true. Um, and now I, I said earlier, um, you know, this is supposed to be more of the story trailer because there's, I think the kind of the premises seems to be that after everyone finds out that, you know, Peter is Spider-Man, he goes to Doctor Strange, wants it undone, the spell goes awry, of course, and that's how we get the multiverse. Um Oh shit! My where's my train of thought going? It was there. It was there. Okay, and then, okay, and then we f- we some for some more exposition in this trailer. With Doctor Strange in particular, he's talking about how uh, basically all of these Spider-Man villains, they're they're it's their fate to die, like to be killed by Spider-Man, yeah. and 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 Tom Holland. Peter Parker seems to have a problem with that, and he and Doctor Strange seem to come to blows. So, how much of that is going to be a part of the overall plot uh, in terms of like you know Stephen Strange and Peter Parker fighting each other? Um, but that kind of explains a little more as you know certain shots we got in the teaser trailer. Um, yeah, mm. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that, Mike? Um, yeah, because. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, he doesn't want to hurt anyone or or anything. He just wants to, you know, be a superhero and save people. But sometimes you need that sort of um, outlook uh, on is it is it worth saving these people, but it would destroy the universe because we sort of seen that in um, in the What If, especially with uh, the um, Strange uh, Doctor Strange episode. Where you can't always get what you want, <laughs> but if you try it sometimes, um, and yeah, they come to blows, and Doctor Strange uh, has said, "Well, they need to go back, or else repercussions." And Tom Holland's going, "No, I need to save these people because he probably feels a a phantom guilt because it was because of his counterpart, his his variant in this in different." different uh scenarios that actually kills these people so so it's sort of a weird timey-wimey sort, sort of thing and i can't, can't like it and it's probably going to be the first half of the of the um 
movie as well? Because this is going to be a very long movie. Yeah, yeah. They said two and a half hours or something like yeah. something like that. So mm-hmm. they're cramming a lot of stuff in, which I'm sort of terrified because the last time because uh, Spider Man having a track record of having way too many villains doesn't really work. But nope. hopefully this will <laughs> this will um this will work, and that's why I'm I, that's why I'm sort of against the X Men sort of coming in. I think that's sure. way too huge. Considering yeah. what is happening in this movie, but I like the idea. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did like the idea of Magneto actually uh, coming into WandaVision, but but having having hindsight, it's like, yeah, that's a way too big of a leap being being like a TV show, yeah, and and all that, and yeah, and yeah, it, and and the. And that scene in the teaser trailer, and also in in this trailer, with Stephen Strange and and Spider Man on the train and and doing doing that thing, I was I'm thinking I'm sort of right that it's Stephen Tra- Stephen Strange trying to explain what the multiverse is actually happening, especially with the trains. It's like this time is go time is going the same rate. But there's different trains going off in different tracks and that that sort of thing, and they're sort of fighting at the same time. And yeah, and Scooby Doo, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scooby Doo, this bitch. Um, I've won. I'm thinking. He, I'm thinking he's saying he's going to say shit in that. You can't Scooby- say crap. Yeah, Scooby Doo, this shit. Yeah, that'd be much better. Um, yes. Um. Yeah, he says crap, doesn't he? He doesn't say... Yeah. Yeah, he says crap. Yeah, not, not bitch, yeah. Um, I, yeah, my one, one ne- other negative thing I had about this trailer was the fact that we get another... Another one of Spider-Man's girlfriends plummeting to her death. Um... And a lot of fans seem to be very happy about this because it's like, the trinity is complete. But I'm like... No, 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 no. Because my one of my favorite things about this Spider-Man is the fact that it has not done what every reboot of Batman or Superman does, and that is re-fucking-tell his origin story to death to the point our eyes are bleeding. You know, Spider-Man, Homecoming, we get, you know, in Civil War, we get hints and references, but the audience is smart enough to understand what's going on. So... I love the fact that they don't like rely on tropes and rely on, mm-hmm. you know, they they understand Marvel understands their fans, and I just feel like having this repeated element of uh, MJ f- plummeting down just kind of like the only thing that will redeem it for me if it's Andrew fucking Garfield that saves her. Yeah, I was going to say it would be. It, they would do some trickery. It was, it's not really, um, it's not really uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It's actually uh, Andrew Garfield, and he says it's like not again or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not, not on my watch. Not on my <laughs> watch. Yeah, no, that would be cool if they were able to work that in that way. I think I would appreciate yeah. it then. But I just I don't like the fact that they were like doing repeating something again but i don't know if there's a reason for it then we'll we'll find out Nah, i think it's probably an homage to the previous previous ones because mj and toby 
in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man did, sort of did the same thing. In the first one, I want to say. Yeah, she plummeted in the first one. Yeah, you got to have a girlfriend to plummet. Apparently, if you're a Spider-Man, <laughs> it's, yeah. a cri- it's criteria. But I think MJ survives, but... Yeah, I think so I have too. A, I do have a theory at the end of the movie, the spell does work. Yeah, and that she forgets. Yeah, everyone yeah. forgets. Yeah, I think I I think that's going to happen. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a death. Yeah, well, Ned was up there when she fell too. Mm. In that in that moment, so I hope Ned doesn't die. I'd be very upset if that happened. Maybe it's I'm Aunt thinking, May, yeah, or maybe I'm it's Aunt May, or maybe it's Happy because there's that one. They use that one shot of Happy again from the first trailer where he's sitting in this car and you can see people with weapons in the background, and it just the look on his face just like it reminds me of those. It reminds me of fucking um, in Speed when fucking. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is about to blow up almost. Like it just, not entirely had that vibe, but it just sort of had that vibe. And I'm just like, oh, Happy's going to die now, isn't he? I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking Waterworld. The, <laughs> o- the old guy in, in, in the oil tanker. He sees this fireball happening and says, oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just that's, morbid. No, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Anyway. It's such a terrible um, film, but fuck, that's funny. Yeah. It makes for some amusement somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, before we, we read out Fulia's thoughts, Mike, is there anything else you haven't said that you would like to say? Like, did you actually like this trailer? What did you think? I did. And uh, we watched it multiple times because it, it came out... Um, during the day, and Zelda said again, again. And it's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sit. I, unfortunately, I don't think she's old enough to actually sit down and actually wa- watch a long Spider-Man. But she do, does enjoy Spider-Man. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one, and it definitely confirms some things that I've been reading and watching and and formulated myself. And yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's and gonna be great. And when it comes out in the UK and America, I am not going to be on the internet. Well, I mean, as I was saying earlier, Michael, um, we are actually getting Spider-Man: No Way Home before the US and the UK by like thirty-six hours. 36 to 48 hours. So it's coming out. The release date is the 17th of December in, in America. Yeah. Here And here in Australia, we're getting it on the 16th. I thought the UK was getting it on the 16th. I well, thought Australia it? was getting it on the 20th. No, no. We are getting it on the 16th. I have seen buses driving around Melbourne saying 16th of December, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, but they still got... They still got like stuff that hasn't come out yet. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let me. Let me. Let me double check IMDb and see if there is. uh... Allow me to check my cinema, my local cinema, saying, "Hey." Hey. Um. Yeah. Sixteenth of December. 
Okay. So it, um, it, it did a couple of weeks ago say it was going to be the 23rd. So uh, Michael's confusion is not unfounded. Um, but, um, but yeah, it got moved to the 16th. And then oh. the, U- the UK, oh, sorry, the UK, it's coming out on the Wednesday, the 15th. Okay. It's definitely got on my, my local c- cinema screen saying the 16th. Yep. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole week earlier. Less than a month from now. Cool. Okay. That's put my faith in humanity. Mm. Yes. But Speak- I will be spoiling it <laughs> for, for Americans. Ah, take that. Suckers. Uh, well, um, speaking of, of, of reasons to believe in humanity, Fulia had some thoughts on um, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. She says, am I going to need to watch the other Spider-Man films to understand the villains in this one? I'm seeing some villains I am in this is in all caps. Not so she's shouting again. Not familiar not. with. <laughs> or she's um, saying it as a joke. <laughs> I am familiar. Not. Not. This suit is black. Not. Um, loving the action in this trailer. She goes on to say, "Looks like we are having. Uh, sorry, looks like we are going to have ourselves a fun viewing with potential questions that need answering." And there's that cheeky little face smiley with the tongue out again. Um, yes, Fulia, you are going to need to watch um, all the Spider-Man films pretty much <laughs> to fully, fully get, I suppose, what's going on. Um, or yeah. fully fully appreciate. I would recommend you watch them. I'm I myself am planning on doing a rewatch of of all five. Or should I don't know if I'll rewatch Homecoming or or Far From Home. I may not have time, but those movies are in my mind pretty well. But I haven't seen. I haven't seen the the um, Maguire and Garfield films in a long time, so a rewatch is on the cards. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, um, yes. Before I go, um, there's a there's a, a scene that I w- would like to see because it would be funny and it would make sense because there's a a JJ a JJ Jameson in this particular universe, and there's also one in the Sam Raimi universe. I would like to see them both meet each other and do the Spider-Man pointing meme. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> what are you doing here? No. What are you doing here? Get me Spider-Man. You. You get me Spider-Man. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That would be if great. That's, if that's not a post-credit scene or in the movie, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely we do. Um, and then Commissioner Gordon comes in. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when shit really gets real. Um, and it just says, where's Batman? Yeah. <laughs> that's what's coming out of the purple ooze. The purple, the purple smog. Oh yeah, in the yeah. The right. DC universe. The DC universe. They're finally like, "Hey guys, can we be part of your world?" <laughs> you seem to make it work. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so I mean, I've already we've already said it, but I'll just reiterate: Spider-Man: No Way Home is going to be in cinemas here in Australia on the sixteenth of December. 
15th in the UK and 17th in the US. Yeah. It's going to be a good week for Spider-Man peeps. Okay. And the internet exploded. Yep. Yes, it, it will. Um, speaking of Spider-Man peeps, uh, our second trailer is for a comedy, comedy horror film uh, titled Black Friday. Um, I was I was slightly apprehensive about watching this because, uh, as as some of you may know, I work in retail, so um, hardcore relating to this subject matter. Um, but uh, but no, but this this trailer was really cool. Um, it kind of gave me like. I don't know, like, it, it felt it felt kind of Edgar Wright, actually, in a way. Just, you know, because it's like a zombie movie, but it's a comedy. Um, and it's, you know, the supernatural creeping into the mundane world sort of thing. Um, uh, with a great cast. Um, Bruce Campbell's in this. Um, Devin Sowers in this. Uh, I, yeah, there's like, yeah... Bunch of cool people. If I can just bring up the cast list, I think Michael Jai White's in this. I'm pretty sure that was him. I recognise. Yes, it is. Um, yes, Ivana Baquero as well. Um, yeah. So it basically just seems to be it's Black Friday in the United States, biggest shopping day of the year, and uh, these poor people are doing their their day jobs in retail, dealing with customers and. And handling Black Friday sales in this department store, and then a zombie outbreak happens. Um, but it looks fun. It looks funny. The makeup effects on on the on the on the zombies looked really, really impressive. Really, really cool. Um, I I I, th- I feel like I'll watch this. I don't know when I will watch this because uh, I don't know if it's out here in Australia. But um, but I yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to check to check this out. I love these kind of like th- I'm sure there's going to be a lot of humor that's very on the nose, um, you know, retail jokes about customers being like zombies or like a horde of zombies or something. There'll be something along those lines, uh, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say about it. It just looks fun, um, I, and I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Um, Mike, did you want to yes. read? read Fulia's thoughts because surprisingly and I did this Fulia I know you're listening but I put a, I put a, this trailer in here because you weren't here so I didn't think you'd be watching it because <laughs> there's a couple of scenes in this trailer that are a bit ugh. um so but so I, I appreciate you actually watching this trailer but yeah Mike what did what did Fulia have to uh say she said im that's <laughs> right im dot 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 some of us already work in retail where Black Friday is a nightmare. Why must we watch, in caps, a film about it? Question mark, question mark, double question mark. Also, I'm glad Black Friday sales are... Uh, Black Friday... Also, I'm glad Black, Fri- Black Friday sales here in Australia are not as violent as the ones in the US. Just wait, you see. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Capitalism is a bitch. Uh, no surprise here. I ain't watching this crying laugh emoji. <laughs> come on, Fulia, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not watching it. Uh, no. I'm very surprised. I know. She loves horror movies, right, Mike? Yeah, she loves horror movies. She loves uh, Bruce Campbell. Yep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And everything in between. Yes. 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 Um, I just kind of like that this, the cast is kind of, or like three of the players of the cast are like horror, like icons in their own way. Like, I mean, Bruce Campbell without saying, you know. Um, and, um, Devin Sawa was in the first Final Destination film, which I'm a big fan of. And then Ivana Baquero, uh, was the young girl in Pan's Labyrinth back in the day. Yeah. So there you go. Very, very cool. Um, Michael, 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 what are your thoughts on, uh, on this trailer? Do you think you might watch this? I will watch this because I'm very, very intrigued. And not because it's horror, because I love my horror. And zombie movies is always uh, far and in between of what's good and what's bad. This is a very interesting one because it feels like a Evil Dead sequel. Yeah. Because because, uh, Bruce Campbell's in it. And he's up against zombies that could be deadites as well, which is the name of the undead um, th- things in Evil Dead. And ha- having a look at the poster, the poster's font for Black Friday is very Evil Dead. Is it? Let me look at that. And I'm having a look at the um, Wikipedia. It's got nothing. It's got nothing to do with Sam Raimi, unfortunately. No. So. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. It is the Evil Dead font, pretty much. And and when I was watching the trailer, I was <laughs> I was trying to trying to look at at Bruce Campbell's uh right hand because if you know your law, he doesn't have one. Yep. Yeah, he, he has a falsy. <laughs> because he cut it off with a chainsaw. So if my feeling is correct, they'll probably do a wink and a nod with the Evil Dead. I mean, it's a huge wink and a nod having Bruce Campbell in it in general. But if they have him with a chainsaw, uh, give me all, uh, I'll give you all my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mike, I'm just looking at the poster for it now, closer up. Um, you can only see one of his arms. The other one is completely hidden. Um, behind Ivana Baquero, so... Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> An unintentional sequel. And also at the end of the second one, and also in the um, TV show as well, he works at a convenience store. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God, oh my God. You have connected the dots. Yes, but unfortunately, at the end of the um, TV show, he falls unconscious and he's now in the future. So, it, pro- <laughs> it, it, it probably not. 
but they do tend to re uh, each movie tends to reboot its own its own origin. Yeah, that's true. So I'll be watching it. Yeah. So when will we be watching it, Kendall? When will we be watching it? Well, um, like I said, don't know when it's coming out in Australia. Unfortunately, hopefully soon. Uh, but if you're in the US, you can go see Black Friday right now. Uh, it came out on Friday, the nineteenth of November. Nice. 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 All right. We have one more trailer to discuss. Then it's on to the main event. And our last trailer for this week is uh, for an upcoming series uh, called Pam and Tommy. Um, (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. Um, Yeah. I Look, I'm not really interested in... Uh, Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee as people themselves, but I am really interested in watching a series about, you know, the infamous sex tape happening um, with this cast and this director. Holy crap. Give it to me now. Yeah, dare I say the first celebrity sex tape. Yeah, I feel like you might be correct. I feel like this is the one that really... Uh, kind of, I mean, not to say that celebrity sex tape is a term that someone can coin, but it's probably the first time the phrase would was used in general conversation. Infamous. Inf- infamous. Infamous. Very infamous. Very, very infamous. Um, yes, yeah, so this, this is a series um, uh, that's coming very soon. I don't know, actually know how, episode, how many episodes it is. I imagine it's not going to be many. Um I would say probably three or six, something like that. I'm just going to look it up and see if there actually is an episode listing yet. Um, Because I, yeah, I'm just not sure if, if there is, uh, where are we at? Eight episodes. I lied. I was wrong on all counts. There are going to be eight episodes about this whole thing, which is, yes. Way more than I thought I was getting. I also thought this was because I I knew about this previously because I, you know, I'd heard about um, Sebastian Stan being in this, playing Tommy Lee himself. Um, so I'd been seeing a bunch of behind the the scenes photos. Um, yeah, but uh, so yeah, I didn't. I actually thought it was a film. I didn't realize it was a series, but I'm even more excited. But this cast is just fantastic. Not only do you have <laughs> Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. Um, you've got Lily James playing Pamela Anderson, who in real life looks like the pretty much the antithesis of Pamela Anderson, like honestly, um, just because she's just I don't know, it's great. But it looks the ma- whatever the makeup they've done on her to make her look like Pam, or just how she's kind of transformed into her. She looks. There's a lot of photos from this where the resemblance is quite uncanny. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, Nick Offerman is also in this. He's uh, one of the two guys who bring the sex tape into the public eye, along with Seth Rogen as well. Um, and then you have Taylor Schilling um, on top of that. I'm a big fan of hers. So, yeah, it's just... And then the fact that it's it's directed by Craig Gillespie, um, who... Gave us I, Tonya. Um, 
which is a fantastic movie, also starring Sebastian Stan. Uh, but more recently, he directed Cruella. Um, so he's he's a pretty great filmmaker. I really I really like him. Um, so I'm, I cannot wait. This trailer looks awesome. The cast is great. I'm yeah. I'm super keen. Super keen. Um, Fulia had some thoughts. I doubt she's going to be watching this, but <laughs> but I'm Ooh. curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to hear what she has to say. Um, so she says, uh, okay, that was dot, 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 interesting. Not sure how I feel about this one. I'm not exactly curious enough to find out the details of this so-called scandal. Wow, so-called scandal. <laughs> Is it so-called, so-called? <laughs> My God. Fulia, I love you. This was a big scandal. This is a big scandal. Back in the, it was the huge. Late- the late nineties. It was insane. It was yeah. It was insane. Um anyway, she goes on to say, I am, however, interested in seeing Sebastian Stan play a rock star. You and me both, lady. Um and then there's a, an emoji with the eyes scrunched and the tongue poking out. I don't know what kind of emotion that is. I'm guessing that's a like excited, oh my god. Maybe. Uh and then she says, I'm not sure if I'll watch it. Okay, so she may watch it, <laughs> uh, or she she may not. Maybe yeah, watch the first episode for you, um, yeah. and then and then decide. Um, Mike, what do you reckon? Um, I reckon fully. If you were to watch it, I, I think you need um, just like Spider Man, you need to go watch the uh, original sex tape. Maybe no, just to no. <laughs> <laughs> I, will de- I will defend you on that one, Fulia. Do not, do not do that. I have no, I have no interest in watching the real thing either. No, I haven't seen it either. No, uh, no, I just no, know, I know of it. Yeah, and and the memes that come from it, I just yes. know Tom- Tommy Lee has got a huge donger, and that's yeah. Um, yeah, uh, my wife actually got me um, fa- found this out before me, which is quite ah. bizarre. So she was. She said, "Oh, this looks good." And I was like, "What is it?" And I was like, "It's Pam and Tommy. It's about the sex tape." And I haven't seen the trailer, so I was going, "That sounds like st- such stupidity. No, don't like it." And then I saw saw it on the um on the docket for tonight, and and then I watched it. And I was like, "Ooh, maybe for the people who are actually involved, I might watch it." <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily for the um, issue involved, because yeah. I, I I really enjoyed I Tonya and and every, everyone who's involved in this is pre- is pretty good. Yeah, I d- I do say it could be a mixture of uh, drama and comedy as well. I think so. Probably more leaning towards comedy because it's such a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta you gotta laugh. About something like this after like almost twenty five years, yeah, yeah. I'm also I don't know, but I'm also curious if they got probably permission from Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would they be involved in some time? Well, maybe. I I don't know. Um, well, they're not credited as. Uh, well, obviously they're not going to write or direct it. I wonder if they're credited as producers or something. God, the cast is stacked. Uh, no, 
they're not they're not producers on it at least so they're probably not too involved um unless there's anything in the trivia oh here we go insiders told uh deadline which is a very reputable source in hollywood um that pamela anderson and tommy lee are not involved in this project uh, but have been aware that it is happening since mm. uh, Lily James was brought in to play Anderson. So they know about it, but they're not involved in any way. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, I wasn't thinking they would be involved, just, you know, likeness rights and, all, and, all, and name rights as well. Yeah. So, Got to be something there. Oh, okay. All right, here's someone Someone else in the tr- IMDb trivia uh, says, Tommy Lee approved of the series being made. He talked to Sebastian, apparently. I don't know. That sentence also didn't have doesn't have a full stop, so <laughs> eh. <laughs> When in doubt. When um, in doubt. But yeah. I mean, yeah, well Tommy Lee so so he's proud probably proud of the fact that he's that his reputation is upheld. But I don't think Pamela would be interested in in being reminded of that particular time in her life. No, I don't think so. Because no. essentially, it's fucking revenge porn. Yeah. So, so it will definitely be an interesting one. It it will be. And how it they will tackle be. that? Yeah, I hope it. I just hope it's good. It looks it looks amazing. So, mm. hopefully, it's it's good. And I hope they do Tommy Lee justice. <laughs> Sebastian Jam, with just. Just thing in between his legs. Oh my god! It'd be like <laughs> fucking Chris Hemsworth in Vacation. Yeah. Have you seen? You've seen that? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, I I liked it. You're allowed to like things that are stupid, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, I still I still say to this day that um, uh, Meet the Millers is a way better. Uh, uh, reimagining of of, uh, of vacation. Yeah, that's fair. So a dynamic is... and and what what would happen? Family dynamic by not being a family dynamic. Yeah. But anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Tommy Lee's dick. What's the segue here? <laughs> <laughs> when are we when going are, to? When... <laughs> when are we going to be watching this, Kendall? When are we going to be watching? Sebastian Stan's fake Tommy Lee dick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like Boogie Nights. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no. Opening credits. We see his cock. The end. (laughs) (laughs) They came, they saw, and yeah, anyway. Um, So, so, uh, Pam and Tommy doesn't have an Australian release date as of yet, but... It will begin airing on Hulu in the US on the 2nd of February next year. So I'm hoping down here we'll probably get it on either Disney Plus or uh, Stan or Binge, one of those outlets. Mm. I imagine there'll be some access to it somehow. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. 2222. Two, 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 two. 2 for 22. Having a look at the title, I can probably see they weren't allowed to use the word Pamela. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Pamela. Um, all right. 
that's uh, that's Trailer Park. And now mm-hmm. it is yeah. time for what for the for the moment the the segment the one upon, the, upon time time. Popcorn <laughs> culture. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what was that? First time I did it, it Yay. took a lot out of me. I don't know how uh, Fulia does it. Come back, Fulia. Come she, back. Come back. She has a r- really loud voice. That's why when we record, I, I sit right up close to the mic and she hangs back a bit. And this is where she, Fulia sits. I'm projecting right now to match where Fulia would be because she's that loud. And now, um, yeah, I'm just going to stop yelling. That's all right. That's that's for Fulia in all caps. That's why she's in all caps is because she's <laughs> loud. She's loud. Anyway, we miss you, Fulia. In a good way. We love it. You're loud. In a good way. In a good way. Uh, okay, so, um, yes, it's popcorn culture time. And as you know, we have been discussing uh for the last couple of weeks the brand new season of doctor who flux Flux. yes flux and we review the flux so we reflux reflux yeah doctor who reflux Uh, yes so uh this week it's episode three once upon time um I love that episode title quite a bit. Um, so I think we might just start off with Fulia's thoughts mm-hmm. um, because she's left us some notes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and we'll just, you know, venture through the episode from there, shall we? We shall. We shall. Okay. So Fulia says... Uh, just going to give my overall thoughts on this episode as I was thoroughly confused watching it. <laughs> there, w- <laughs> there was a shit ton of timey-wimey stuff and my brain is having trouble trying to figure out what happened. I enjoyed the episode, but it was very thinky for me. Um, I, as, as a new Doctor Who fan, this is, this is me talking, not for you, as a new Doctor Who fan... Um, I can see why she's confused or why there's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of timey-wimey stuff happening because this episode is just, it's taking place all over time, really, within our characters' time streams, within their own, own lives, their past and their future and all that. Um, so, you know, so it is a bit all over the place in terms of, you're going back and forth a lot between different time periods and different locations and different characters. And so there's a lot to follow and keep up with. Um, so I can understand that. And then think, thinky, I'm guessing by thinky, she means just basically what I just said about how it, there's just a lot going on. Maybe. I don't Mm. know. I think it's probably the concept of, of, our characters are in the pretty much the eye of the storm of yeah. what time is happening and they are falling in and out of time where time is pretty much all going at the same time. Time. More time. Time. Yes. Yes. Time is constantly happening. 
Um, yeah. Did you? Well, Mike. I know you. Obviously, you're a big, big fan and a veteran fan <laughs> of, of who. Um, did you have trouble keeping up, following along, or was this this just your bread and butter, really? Sort of my bread and butter. I. I, I do enjoy these particular episodes of something like bizarre, crazy sort of concepts. Uh, case in point, me liking Loki so much for <laughs> <laughs> for not the same reasons as as uh, Kendall, but no. the concept. <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> and these particular episodes are a bit thinky, are very timey-wimey, and, and they need... And what this... Uh, particular episode does is set up the scenario of okay it's not your same uh, linear sort of storytelling they're sort of diving in and out and trying to uh, fix a point in time where they come out on top really because the last week's episode was uh, our uh, Yaz was in trouble and the Doctor needed to save her so yeah, your atypical story. Yeah, someone's in trouble. Doctor need, needs saving, mm-hmm. and how to do that is to pretty much uh, <laughs> dive headfirst into a, a, a time hole, a time, and and I uh, in the eye of the storm of what what's being happening. It's very hard to explain, as as this episode clearly states. So, yeah. Are you, sorry, are you asking if I like it or not? Or <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, um, I've forgotten what the question was. No, no, that's okay. I was just, I, my question was basically just asking if, you, were you similar to Folia and being confused or having trouble following? Or were you just like, oh no, this is, I like this. This I this makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did make sense to me. Some a- aspects of it sort of confused me of where we are, especially when the Doctor travels in her own timeline. Yeah. And, and where that is setting up, I sort of got confused and then I had to re-watch it a couple of times to actually get what... Um, is happening with uh, the Ravengers and the and and the passenger, and the passengers. Yeah. And and how it all falls into place is very confusing as well. Uh, so you needed probably a couple of viewings on it to actually get it down, like to try and understand it, and. Mm. Also, this—I've uh, heard a lot of people call this. This is the kitchen sink episode, where they chuck a lot of things happening uh, within this episode with different yeah. storylines and where people are at, at at this particular time. And are certain character arcs necessary in this time <laughs> in this timeline? Like, yeah, it was nice having the character of Belle being introduced to explain what. Uh, what's his name? Vass? Vass? Uh, Vinda. Vinda. Yeah, Vass Vass? Where do I get that from? Uh, Vinda. And his storyline between him and and her and where and the reason why he was there. But 
on the overall overall arc. Uh, was he was he meant to be there? I don't know. It's still up in the air. It's it's also different. It's also a question on what the flux is doing. It's also saying, oh, it's meant to be there, but. So what you're saying is the flux is actually happening for a reason, but the only places that it's not being affected is the planet, time, and also Earth. So they still need to organize that, uh, work out what's going on there. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of iron in the fire, and this particular episode is it's setting up something, but we don't know what it's sort of similar of the first episode that it's setting up something and if we're going to have um uh the setup episode and then it a personal story episode of the uh the Santaran one last week and then apparently next week is going to be solely its own thing which I don't mind and we're going to and from those particular these particular episodes and actually finding out what's going to happen at the end. Um, yeah. Um, it definitely is, uh, it definitely has the feel of classic who of having the last 30 seconds of an episode is, Oh, huge climax. (laughs) What's coming next? Oh no. Um, yeah, well, I, um, I, I kind of felt that, uh, there was just a lot going on in this episode and I I didn't have too much trouble following um, entirely. Like, I, I mean, eventually, you know, as the episode goes in, you kind of, you get, you, you kind of understand, okay, where, where people are and what the doctor has been trying to do. Like there, there's a lot of exposition through it as they're trying to explain and make sure the audience is on board with mm. what's going on, I think. Um, which is okay in some parts and not okay in others. Like there was this one part where the doctor was talking to the Maury inside the eye of the time storm. And then she, she had to, for some reason she had to announce that she was being pulled away back to her past or whatever. And I'm like, eh, I felt a little on the nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause I'm like, well, we know that's where you're going because, that's anyway, what well, all the other ones are set, setting up as with, it, with Dan and Yaz. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, I don't know. It just, it was just, it was just a bit weird. Um, but I feel like, just in terms of the episode overall, for me, I, I, I didn't like the fact that it kind of, it seemed to slow down the momentum of the story. Not that. Not that there has been too much momentum going on, but like last week, introducing the Temple of Atropos mm. and the Mori and the Passenger and a bit more about what, you know, Swarm and Azura doing, sort of, but not really. You know, more questions again. But like, it really, we were building up some steam for like, oh, fucking let's, you know, get into this proper. And then, you know, the last week's episode ended on a huge cliffhanger. Um, and basically this entire episode is, is dealing with that cliffhanger. Um, and I kind of didn't like that. Um, just cause I feel like it just, we were going great guns and I feel like we've slowed down a bit in terms of developing the narrative, but it's not like, it's not terrible and it was still a good episode. Um, 
probably not my favorite so far of the of this season but um but I still enjoyed it like it was good to it was good to you know find out more about Vinder and the introduction of Belle was was nice she seems like a cool character um and uh and I kind of found it funny that um <laughs> uh during Vinder's backstory that that fucking supremacy dude the great serpent or whoever he was <laughs> yeah the great serpent yeah yeah, he fucking looked like a poor man's Benedict Cumberbatch to me, and I just that's all I could see. <laughs> like he looked like if you look if you squinted and looked at him, he looked like Benedict Cumberbatch. So I was like, ah, oh. I had to do a double take at first. Yeah, if you squint your eyes and run past it, you can't look. <laughs> yeah. mm, I don't know, that was uh, that was my brain. I don't know, but you know, my brain is coded to just look at Marvel things out in anywhere, anything. <laughs> Um, but no, I liked, yeah, I liked, I liked learning more about Vinda. Uh, I really like him as a character and I think Jacob Anderson, who's playing him, is doing a very good job. Because yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that moment of, you know, don't make me relive this. Don't, I don't want to be here. Like he's, he's self-aware, but there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is upsetting and, and all that. Yeah. Like reliving the worst part of your life really and what led you to where you were when we first met him yeah and that would have been great for a single episode but as i said this is like the kitchen sink episode chucking everything it is chucking everything in i mean did we really need to go back back to like dan and yaz so so many times yeah i dan didn't yeah like Sure, Yaz was setting up for next week's episode with the Weeping Angels. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... These are some of the reasons why I I have trouble, like, liking Chris Chipnell's era of Doctor Who because it's, it's like, episodes like this. Like, like last week's episode was great. I mean, yeah. it being its own singular thing and it only rarely... Um, veered off to whatever storyline is setting up. I mean, especially with them, um, <clears throat> the uh, temp- uh, the uh, the uh, planet uh, planet of time planet time planet um, scenario with uh, Yaz and Vender setting up what to what to happen at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just weird. And hopefully by the end of this season, I'll have a bit more of appreciation with this episode. Yeah, yeah. I I hope so too, because um, cause the fact that we're halfway through the flux story, mm. and there seems to be so much story left to tell. Yeah, a little bit. So it's concerning. Um, I'm not gonna lie there. Um, but yeah, Dan, Dan this week definitely wasn't as good as last, last couple of weeks. And like his, he, his story, like the fact that like, you're right, you make a good point. Like, why do we have to keep going back? Like at least Yaz kind of makes sense because the angels are messing with her time stream for some reason. Um, and we'll probably find out why next week. Um, but, um, but yeah, Dan didn't really have too much relevance in terms of the story or the plot of this episode, which is a shame. Yeah. Having said that, um, they're probably setting up, uh, something with him and, uh, Diane. Diane. Yeah. Yeah. Diane. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're sort of we need to save her from from uh, the ravagers and what they're doing because they're still an enigma at, the, at at this present time too so they're doing something and I, w- I want to know what mm. yes it would be nice to know what um so Fulia also had to say uh we got to see quite of quite a few of the very well-known monsters such as the Daleks, Cybermen and the Weeping Angels. Um oh sorry, and the Weeping Angels are not leaving the team alone uh in parentheses especially Yaz by the looks of it. Mm. Um the doctor having to jump through different timelines to keep Dan, Yaz and Vinda safe is definitely taking its toll on her. I'm glad the team are somewhat safe, mainly not having the humans be overwhelmed by the time shooting through them. Um there was a, yeah, I'm glad there was resolution on that at least. Yeah, I I definitely quite like the um the sort of connected tissue between the doctor like diving in and out of their timelines as well as her own. And we get to find out that uh, of what this particular scenario of her go, um, visiting her now, now uh, former life, because that hasn't been uh, cemented yet, where the fugitive doctor is now part of her past and not her future. So that's yeah. interesting. Yes, can you? Um, because I watched a, I watched like a recap video of, of this episode after I watched the episode to pick up on anything I may have missed or not noticed or not just been aware of. Mm. But this, this doctor that is before William Hartnell, um, it, so is this a doctor we've come across before in New Who? Yes, from the previous season. Uh, mm-hmm. From the fugitive of uh, Jadoon and the next episode, I can't remember the name of it. We get introduced by this seemingly other Doctor, and they didn't specify if it's a future version of the Doctor or a or a past version of the Doctor. It looks like it's a bit of both, uh, mm-hmm. considering considering um, the fugitive Doctor in season 12 knew about this doctor i can't remember uh if she knew about um the 13th doctor because we weren't sure if this is going to be the 14th doctor or uh previous to william hartnell and a lot of people um i wouldn't say a lot of people um some people were mi- uh, mixed on the idea of having uh doctor the doctor having regenerations before William Hartnell. Yeah. Like, like they still need to explain where she sort of fits of, of a, of the doctor's own personal timeline. And so this is sort of diving into, uh, obviously a previous version of the doctor as well as, um, she knew um, uh, a character that we first meet in this season, uh, Cadavista. Yeah. 
So there's definitely he's definitely coming back, and to explain why he why what's happening with their relationship and how they know each other and and you worked with a previous version of me and that's probably the reason why uh, the doctor is going after him is because uh she knows that he knows her from a pre- from mm. a previous life so mm-hmm. that's setting that up yeah <laughs> as i said there's a lot of setup here yeah uh, as well as a, a new character that we get to meet meet later on but we can still talk about the fugitive doctor uh, what do you reckon, Kendall? Um, well, I, I really kind of liked that, that, that the revelation that this fugitive doctor is, you know, is someone from, you know, the past that, that, you know, the doctor is just not aware of, doesn't remember, um, you know, um, it just has me excited just because it just kind of speaks to the, I don't know, the larger world building of Doctor Who. Mm. Um, like, that's really cool that we're, we're going, we're starting to get more into that. Um, I'm guessing this might might connect to the, the whole timeless child thing, maybe? Yeah. And that's Eventually. another thing. We don't know the connection between that. Like we get introduced by the, to the fugitive doctor first, and then the timeless and then uh, yeah aspect. So there's something to do with that, and also this is setting up something else as well. Yeah, uh, with that where the doctor falls into somewhere that she's never been before, and she meets someone that she hasn't met before, but they but they know her. As well, and that got my juices flowing because it sounded like a <laughs> sounded like something is going to happen at at the end of this particular season that um, may or may not reset the entire universe of Doctor Who. <laughs> right. So. And that is probably a good, probably, I wouldn't say a good excuse, but a, an excuse to uh, pretty much start from scratch with Doctor Who. And it sort of sounds like that's probably what needs to happen with Doctor Who. <laughs> because there's so much canon, so much, um, so much, uh, um, oh, what's the word? Stuff that doesn't fit. And, yeah, and different different things that supposed to be at the same time but don't happen. So, I <laughs> I reckon if if uh, Chris Chitnall will if he's going to go go out, he's probably going to go out pretty much fixing Doctor Who. <laughs> so. But that's what I, that, that's what I got. I could be like reaching or so, something. How but, you you'd know more than me? Because because the character um, has been uh, the name of the character is oh that's a weird weird one. Uh, Azok, A W S O K. 
Orsok? Orsok. Orsok. Yeah. Orsok. That's what it's got on the wiki because she didn't say her name. I don't think. Um, so this particular character knows more about the flux than anything. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know the character I'm talking about? The old, yeah, you're, the old yeah, lady? You're talking about, yeah, you're talking about the old lady. Don't worry, I just clicked like a minute ago. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Like the fact that she's like, oh, everything, the universe has ended. Give it up, basically. Like, um, you know, the flux has happened and, and you were the cause of it, Doctor, and something like just, I'm, I, I want to know more. I want to know who she is and I want to know why she knows what she knows and like what time and just there's so many questions <laughs> and and why the do- why what the doctor would have done to cause the flux and I feel like that has something to do with um seeing the fugitive doctor back in the temple of Atropos during this siege with with the Lupari and Carvanista um because you know uh, Azure's there, but was that swarm in a different f- f- face, um, or was that a was that a different Ravager? Um, I think it's the same one. They yeah, they just they just name him Old Swarm. Oh, okay. So it's a di- yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it would be the same. I'm guessing it's the same person, just older, or it's a. Different person altogether. Right. Again, didn't explain it properly. No. No. So that would be a thing as well. Yeah. But I feel like... I feel like there's something to do with, like, Swarm and Azure. have something to do with the Flux. And so does the Doctor. Because of, obviously, whatever this bit in her life we got to see... Mm. Um, in Atropos, like that, I feel like that's a del- a very deliberate thing they've shown us. It's got to come back. It's got to be connected somehow to what's going on. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It could be multiple things. Like if they've got the behind the scenes, they've already got a um, a showrunner. Uh, Russell T Davis is coming back, of course. But they still haven't mentioned who is going to be replacing Jodie Whittaker. And it would be very interesting if uh, if what my theory is that there's going to be a factory reset on Doctor Who that she will may regenerate into the Fugitive Doctor. Yeah, right. So it may become full circle of having uh, Joe Martin as the quote-unquote first Doctor slash 14th Doctor. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Would be interesting, but Mm. it could be anything. Yeah. But considering there's going to be another two episodes after this uh, season of two specials and then a regeneration. Or maybe not. I don't know. Because they said that Jodie has actually finished her... um, She's done her regeneration, like, scene. And 
she didn't meet the person who's replacing her. So it's all up in the air. And mm. it could be going anything. Because there's been a lot of um, showrunners trying to make everything fit. And it's it's sort of jumping on top of each other. And it's really not working. Uh, because there's also the contention of why the TARDIS is called the TARDIS. Like in the first first official episode of Classic Who, it was named by the Doctor's granddaughter uh, and by so many years uh, went past, now people are saying, now the um, canonical thing is that TARDIS was actually invented by the Time Lords and now it's been now it's been uh, invented to the Time Lords has have stolen all their uh, technology from different different um, species of uh, of different planets, especially with um, the uh, the timeless child happening, where the first time the the first time the, the first time lords were Gallifreyan, and that's what they were called, and then because of who the Doctor is, uh, they found her stole whatever creature is actually can regenerate into other into another body took that technology put it in themselves and they can live longer and 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 their uh, technology has skyrocketed to being being uh, time travelers and pretty much being high and mighty out of all creatures of the universe yeah so wibbly wobbly timey wimey Yes. Well, we still speaking of the TARDIS. We still don't know what the hell's wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. It's having having problems, and and that's another thing. Allowing a weeping angel to enter the TARDIS is also yeah. a thing as well that the yeah. TARDIS would probably not do. No, no. Yeah. It's just concerning. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was cool to see the weeping angels in this episode. I do feel like I feel like the episode was probably just it's. I mean, similar to what you said, kitchen sink. But like, there's just a lot of stuff going on because, like, outside of the main, uh, you know, story with you know the Doctor trying to save everyone in you know, um, within their own timelines and stuff. There's also the stuff with Bell. And she's dealing with Daleks and she's dealing with Cybermen and there's references to Sontarans and and then yeah, and then we have the weeping angels infiltrating Yaz's timeline uh time stream somehow. Mm. And making her time stream go weird. Because um, at first I was like, maybe this is Yaz's future, because I think that the doctor said I think says it to her at one point, this is her future, but then they both kind of come to this conclusion it seems that there's just something not quite right um and then yeah the angels keep appearing um infiltration yeah yeah but it's just it was just crazy to see a one on the tardis and then b the fact that it was not coming for them but trying to take over the tardis and so it's like controlling made the TARDIS, it yeah. controlling it made it do something which we'll find out next week. Yeah. Yeah. 
As long with a, a character called Claire that we haven't seen since the first episode. Yes. I think, yeah, we got to see Claire again in the preview for next week. Mm. So that's that's good. We'll finally get our we'll finally get to meet Claire if, uh, <laughs> for the first time, but not for the first time. <laughs> and she knows the doctor before the doctor knows her, so mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. No, I I'm kind of looking forward to next week, but I'm also kind of dreading it. I don't know. <laughs> kind of dreading it cuz yeah, like I, as much as I love the Weeping Angels and I I don't mind a good bottle episode that it seems to be doing, but I'm just so in on the the main storyline with flu- with the flux and its swarm and azure that I just that's all I kind of want. Yeah, right, right, right now, and I feel like I'm gonna have to wait another week for some uh, more on that. I'm the same. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't like sitting and waiting. Just give me a, a cohesive story and leave it, leave it at that. But that's not how the series is going. So we're going to no. have a couple of bottle episodes and what's happening with uh, the ravages, the flux, and Who's this old woman? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of theories going around and I'm not going to breathe any life into it because I don't think so. I don't think what they are. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's it's the doc- it's the doctor's mother. It's like, no. <laughs> I think we've already established that the timeless child doesn't have a mother or father. It was just found. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah, well, Fulia kind of, you know, echoes similar sentiment that we've just said. Um, she s- finishes her her statement of, of this episode by saying, I've still got so many unanswered questions brewing in my head about what happened at the end, but I guess those answers will come with the upcoming episodes. Too true. As Too annoying true. At it, at it is. Not yes. Be. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, and then there was that random scene where we, we saw fucking old mate from 1820 again. <laughs> Don't forget I'm here. Yeah, like Dan Dan ran into him somewhere, <laughs> sometime. And I was like, what is going on with that guy? <laughs> like, why does he keep coming back and where does he fit into all of this? Yeah, Joseph Williamson. Mm. Real dude in real life. Yeah, um, right. So his story should be coming up soon. Okay. Probably not next week. No, I think probably we're going not. back to the 1960s. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. So. I'd say this. I'd say the 60s. Okay. More more setup. Um. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted. To mention, but I don't. I don't think there is. Mike, did you have any closing thoughts, or are you good? Um. Well, remembering what I said last week, uh, when I was, you weren't sure what I was ta- talking about, not seeing the Sontarans for, for the, uh, for the remainder of the series. Not that we're not going to see them ever again. It's probably they're probably done. Uh, this series. Like, like in this, we're probably just going to mention them and not necessarily 
ha- having them come back as a major player. I think I think it's just going to be a one and done episode. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I think that, that's that's it really. Yeah. On to the next one, which will be Onto released the... in on Monday. Yeah, in like 12 hours. Yeah. Might wait up. Nah. <laughs> no. I got a newborn to look after. You do. You do. You do. Um, I will say one final thing. Just um, I I did like that we got to learn what the hell the passenger was. Yes. I was thinking, was, yeah, I was thinking was, like a muscle or anything like, but no. Yeah. It's, it's the actual name, passenger. <laughs> He's literally... He does what it says on the tin. Um, yeah, that was very dark, though. The fact that, you know, contained within him thousands, if not millions of people. And then you just in that, you know, memory with the the fugitive doctor, you just see it Azure and swarm, you know, just erase them with their, you know, snapping abilities. Um, yeah. Very dark stuff. But yeah, but good to know. And I think that's where that's where Diane is, right? They put yeah, put her inside. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. Don't want anything to happen to her. I'm surprised you, you you didn't mention the um the the, the obvious obvious um of uh you know killing people with a snap. I just did. I said, I said snapping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've been saying every time I brought it up, I'm like, it looks like they're fucking Infinity Warring these people <laughs> away. They're not. They're blipping. It's glitter. They're blipping. Blipping away. Blipping away. Yes, yes, yes. No. Yes, they're Thanosing this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby doing this crap. Yeah, Scooby doing this crap. <laughs> yeah, so yes. yeah, all right. A a good entertaining episode, but still frustrating at the same time. Yes. Looking, looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yes, looking forward to next week. That's for sure. Yeah, hopefully it's it's better. Um, in in some ways. Um. Yeah, and enjoyable. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a more cohesive story, just like the Sontaran. I'm trying yeah. to not say Sontaran Experiment, because that's a previous <laughs> classic Who episode. Yeah, War of the Sontarans. Yeah. Where we get to meet Drax. Yes. For, no, not Drax. One of the potato Muppets. Uh, <laughs> potato Muppet. Yeah, the personification of Militaria as a potato. Yep. It's great. Mm, mm. On a horse. <laughs> on a horse. On a horse. I wanted to ride a horse. There, I wanted see, to there ride was, a horse. There was no great dialogue like that this week. Like last week, I was I was making notes and I was writing down quotes left, right and centre. This week, I think I maybe wrote down like three lines. In, yeah. And one, one of them was... one of Sorry, one of them was the doctor yelling at Yaz again. I was like, oh God, what's going on? Yeah. Why, why are you being like that? Don't. Yeah, literally 
The last thing the doctor says to Yaz before they get in the TARDIS. Not everything um, has to be a. a does there, she's lit, yeah, does everything have to be a discussion? She says to Yaz. I was like, whoa, dude. It's like, Where did that come from? I know you're going through a, an existential crisis, but geez, man. Yeah. Madame. Yeah, she get well. The doctor obviously gets quite one track minded when it comes to finding out something that they don't know, especially if it's about themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I'll probably mention it as well. I I don't particularly like the um, openly admitting to liking video games to impress a boy. Oh yeah, nah. That nah. was nah. Get stuffed. Nah. That's that that that's a that's a dated trope. That it's not even a trope. It's not even true. It's it's fucking gamergate shit all over again. Yeah. Fuck it. You're not a real gamer. You just you fake fake woman gamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll end it on that wonderful note, shall we? Yeah. Me. <laughs> Like that. nah. That's that's yeah. it. That's it's it. Good plosive sound. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. That's our Doctor Who Flux episode three, mm. chapter three. Once upon time. <laughs> yes, that was our reflux. That was our <laughs> Doctor Who reflux. <laughs> that's totally what we're calling it from now on. Mm. Um. I love it. I love it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you again, Fulia, for contributing to the discussion. Um, yes. Hopefully you'll be back next week and the three of us can have it out again. Um, all right. Yeah, that's that's Popcorn Culture done. We are at the end of the show now um, and I have a bunch of stuff to plug um, starting with my non-scripted ramblings, I have a uh, trailer reaction video for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's on the YouTube channel right now. Go check that out. Uh, also, The Monthly is coming out this week, which is exciting. Uh, so, Fulia and I, I will say now what we discussed. So, basically... Uh, we got together and um, discussed uh, the the brand new season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Ah. Yeah. So, that, okay. That explains why that conversation in the previous Fred, uh, uh, a podcast called Fred. Yes. You, you were pissed off with Fulia by watching all of it. Ah. Oh. Because she watched it all. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't actually pissed off for the record. I was mockingly pissed off. Um, I, yes, could, she already, I, could, she, I could hear the tension. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just starting some shit. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right. It was funny. I was just, I was honestly just surprised that she'd, she'd already finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect she'd already finished it, but that's okay. Um, we, yeah, we, we got together and we discussed that, uh, cause we're big fans of the show, uh, and Jeff Goldblum, of course, how could uh, you not be? Uh, uh, oh, uh, it's, it's chaos, chaos, really. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Life, uh, uh, finds, finds, finds a way. Finds uh, a way. And, oh, oh yeah. it, it's... 
we 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 are we are doing we are doing impressions of a yeah. particular character in in a particular way in a in particular way um yes that's uh, what we are that's 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 exactly that's yes that's that's what we are <laughs> impersonating uh impersonating uh, living uh, through like a person it, it, like an impersonation of a of a well-known character and actor that's what that's what it is yes 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 it's all it's all coming it's all it's all coming together uh it's an impersonation of jeff goldblum um so yes <laughs> for 90 percent less impersonations but more discussion about him in general hit up the monthly this week the episode will be out on wednesday and lastly, in the plugs, um, brand new episode of Fred Watch dropped this week. Uh, super exciting because it was Wayne and Phil finally back in the Fred shed um, for another review. Uh, they got together and uh, talked about uh, a very cool film uh, that I recommend personally uh, called Palm Springs. Uh, which came out last year, mm. um, starring Andy Samberg and Chris Milioti. Uh, very good movie, um, and a very good podcast, boys. Well done. Um, I enjoyed. I haven't listened to it because I want to watch the movie first. Oh, you should. Yeah, you'd like the movie. It's good. Mm. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've also had a baby, so I can't really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> waste have so my much time. time on podcasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's that noise again um, <laughs> yes but yeah the Fred Watch uh, of Palm Springs is out now um, on on the podcasting channels by Fred the Alien so have a listen yes let us know your thoughts did you like Palm Springs have you seen it what movies would you like us to review maybe who knows we shall see if this, yeah, if this time. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of time, I think we're out of it. Mm. It's that's it. Let's no do it. Let's, Let's do leave. the ending. <laughs> Let's do the ending. Cause sinking, because we're in two different studios again. <laughs> that's right. I'm just sinking with you. Yes, just me and you. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, a one and a two. And a three. And that was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can hear us over on YouTube on www.haveneverdonethisbefore.com Fred <laughs> the Alien Productions <laughs> Yep Yep I've never done this before.com <laughs> YouTube.com slash Fred the Alien Productions Yes Yes, that's the place to go for sure. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I'm just going to explain that the reason why the lizard got punched in the face 
wasn't because of a Spider-Man, it was Ant-Man confirmed. Oh! Oh! Snap! There it is. Yep. It was Ant-Man. Yep. Ant-Man's in... It was Ant-Man. Oh. In, in, in No Way Home. Confirmed. Confirmed. There's the proof. Yes, because he got punched. And we didn't see him because he's so small. He's so small and tiny. You know what, Beth? You make a great point because, like, if this movie wasn't the movie that it is with all of the multiversal shenanigans going on, everyone would have seen that and gone, oh, Ant-Man's in this. <laughs> Fucking and, Ant-Man. And that would be the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> all the Avengers come back. The ones that are alive, yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, 75% of them, I suppose. Mm. Or 50, 50% of them. One from OGs. Yeah, one from the previous episode. Uh, Michael Lister. And you, you just experience a podcast called Fred. Thank you for listening and remember to eat your beef. Uh, yes. Freddy lives, Loki dies, and the Doctor is in and lives on in different timelines. And yeah. and I just remembered I was going to save the Ant-Man tidbit for this bit, and now I have nothing. <laughs> Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, well said. <laughs> well, well said. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, thank you, and thank, thank you. Thank you, and thank you. And... <laughs> and... Shine.